0: Welcome to Fighting on Film, the war movie podcast. In this new weekly series, we'll be bringing you our review of Masters of the Air as each new episode drops.
1: Hello, welcome back to Fighting on Film and our special review series on Masters of the Air. Episode three is out and we'll be talking about it in a few moments, but the show has hit, hit the general release and it was out um, a few weeks ago. Everyone's seen it or everyone who wants to see it has seen it. Um, And you can catch up on our reviews so far on uh, fightingonfilm.com. Episode 1 and 2 are there for your listening pleasure. And also, before we begin, don't forget, you can get a huge 10% discount at checkout on airfix.com by using the code FOFPODCAST. That's all capital letters, all one word. FOFPODCAST. Be rude not to. Be rude not to. Get some money off some lovely Airfix model kits, courtesy of Airfix. Thank you very much for that one. So I thought before we delve into episode three because there's quite a bit to talk about we talk about the release of the show briefly and how we sort of have seen it and yeah. how we see it well i thought it was inter- interesting because obviously i was in the u.s
0: when it when it dropped mm. and i didn't see a great deal of mention of it I, one or two people mentioned it because they knew i you know i'd work on the podcast and yeah. I, I like war movies um but i didn't see any adverts didn't see any real press for it so i'm um, Wondering what the, the kind of strategy for Apple is, but yeah, it's we've, interesting. We've seen plenty of chatter about it on, on social mm. media, though.
1: Mm, you no, know, without a doubt. I've seen a couple of YouTube um, adverts here and there. Um, I've seen some, like, uh, obviously, like paid for placements on like websites. You know, it'd be like the top thing. Yeah, it'd be a trailer, ads stuff. banner ads on my skybox. Um, if you leave it like to, to just go into like sleep mode, it shows you loads of adverts for shows, and Masters of the Air comes up as like a click here to get your Apple subscription hits on now type yeah, thing. Right. But I think mm. I think we're just we're not in the same era are we when the Pacific came out, when Banner Brothers came out. Advertising's changed. Streaming has come in and, and, and sort of disrupted all the yeah. sort of normalized ways of doing a show. And I think I don't know whether there's been a lot of uh, ads in print. I don't know whether they've no, been pushing sure. it
0: on places like um, TikTok or mm. Instagram. That I haven't mm. seen any ads on Instagram. No. um actually tell lie. i did see one about a week or so before uh it dropped but that could just be the algorithm mm. serving it up to me because of the content I follow yeah yeah exactly. yeah
1: i just I, yeah it's interesting isn't it i just um it's just different isn't it now with streaming it's you know it, it's on a streaming site so if you don't necessarily follow that streaming site and mm. don't have a subscription sometimes these shows just pass you by but i think word of mouth on this one and the hype around it has helped it from the ground level but that obviously that could just be the fact that we're so involved in the genre and its followers and its people that love it they might have sort of discolored that a little bit for us but there's so much on my socials about it like for for the last you know four or five days of it being out lots of opinions a lot yeah you know some good some bad um, but that's why we love doing this, because yeah. everyone has of it's course, a subjective medium, isn't it? Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I was about to say. Just like film, it is a very subjective medium in that people can view things through different lenses and have a very different opinion to, you know, someone else who watches it in, you know, the exact time, same time in the exact same you know, way.
1: Yeah, of course. It Yeah it's you know and we love to see it and there's just some great moans I've seen around like some people moaning about they're not being smoking some people moaning about wrong license plates and things and I'm like well oh, I thought the alley tally was was bad like but I didn't even pick up on the smoking thing but obviously people would but you know now it's not really something that you do but then it yeah, seems a bit I mean mm.
0: there is a bit of smoking in there isn't there mm, but, um, mm. yeah I know what they mean yeah, there's you can do people it. talking about the CGI as well, yeah. which, you know, some people had completely differing opinions on the CGI. I thought the, you know, the first two apps and this in particular uh, had some really strong sequences. I'm not going to be one of those people that is, you know, holds something to the fire when it isn't exactly looking realistic. Yeah, like you can see that they've used very detailed models and they've gone to mm-hmm. a lot of trouble to. To you know, render damage yeah. and things, but there's always going to be a limit to CGI. Yeah. Well, that's how we do the pod. We we if we always... watched it like 25 years ago, it, our minds would be blown. Of but, course, but you know, yeah. as we grow and
1: as as we you know, and we're so used live to... with CGI, we, yeah, we we're so kind of expect more and more, don't we? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, no one picks up on Star Wars saying that the license plates is wrong, do they? Because it's no. you know. It's Death like... Star had an out-of-date tax disc. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, But no, um, we did put out a one-word review um, post, so we're going to read some out now. It, I think it will show the the, the, the sort of varied nature of uh, of how people took it. So Rob Hughes yep. goes with Awesome, A.D. Bond, Grower, Chris, Monumental, uh, Nick Grubb, Outstanding, Rob Shipman, Flack, um, Adam Christensen says Underwhelming, Uh, Lance Nielsen goes with solid. Joseph Rickey, spectacular. Matt Bone of the uh, Damcasters podcast, he says, uh, okay. Uh, Paul uh, Burns goes with gripping. Um, Chris Ares went with cows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, W Rourke says, uncompelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jamie P. L. says promising. And uh, Richard S. John goes with awful, apart from the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had another one. Uh, Sarah uh, Gilbert goes with disappointing. Uh, Brian Johnson says a blast. Uh, Sean Tobin, fantastic. Don McClinton, okay. Uh, Christopher Leopardi says scale. And uh, David Miller went with dreadful. So there's a lot. We had a nearly 80-odd replies. And then we've got quite, yeah. quite varied, I think. Um, and I hope... I think... Go oh, on, sorry. No, no, it's okay. I, what I
0: was going to say was, I think it depends on how much... You expected from it mm. on launch. Mm. Uh, I saw some people yeah. complaining about the fact that we aren't really introduced to the characters. So you know, with the Band of Brothers, we had like a couple of episodes where they're training mm. and we get to know everybody. Mm. And that isn't kind of the case with with it's a different Beast. Yeah, it really it's is a different. Yeah.
1: Beast, like you, you're not following a platoon, and and even no. the Pacific doesn't do it that way. Well, you don't follow it, a set amount of people in. Yeah, and you've got Pacific. to realize that Bucky and Buck
0: were both you Know, uh, been trained, they were they joined pre war, yeah. You know, they were trained, they mm. were you know, relatively senior officers, m- so mid within yeah. the, yeah, the exactly, group kind of thing. Um, excuse my lack of knowledge around the command structure of US the USA, Air Force, AAF, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they were, as far as I know, they were all you know, they were already relatively experienced and senior, and mm, mm. so it's difficult to follow that kind of character. You, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there w- would be ways, but. Like, and there's so say, many bombers and there's
1: so many crews. It's it would almost mm. be an impossible, an impossible task to really delve into the depths of someone's character too much because then people will be complaining that you're not you're not seeing enough of others. So yeah. I, I kind of think you get enough. I mean, I like I thought it was absolutely fine. I like being thrown in at the deep end of a show and, and mm. having to work it out myself. Like, you know, I'll I'll reference sort of Star Trek The Next Generation, where you start at episode one and you're already, you're made aware by the show that these people have been serving with each other for quite some time. And only by watching the show do you learn little bits about them every week. And this is kind of the same thing where, yeah. you know, they're not necessarily giving you a lot of lore or background to the character, but they are giving you enough of, of their perception of the, the world around them that's happening. And you get this in episode three. So I think you get more of that in episode three, at least near the end with Clevin and Buck. Um, so I think maybe we should jump in to episode three and talk about what happened because it is a I mean it's a rip roarer for me. I I adore yeah. this episode. I I think it is action heavy for sure. It's very action heavy but it's it's the way that it does it. So I'll I'll kick us off by saying it's this episode is is a raid. It it's mm-hmm. 90%, 80% a raid. And the raid uh the target for today is it's a maximum effort raid on the Messerschmitt engine assembly plant of Regensburg and the ball bearing factory in Schweinfurt with 365 bombers and 240 fighters, the largest air armada put together at, at that time in the war yeah. by the uh, Eighth Bomb Group. Um,
0: I it, like the line at the beginning of the episode where he says "maximum effort." A couple of like eight months ago had been what like was 10, 12, 12 bombers or something, yeah. yeah. And it's
1: just it the scale. Like and this is the thing we don't we don't often. We don't often allow ourselves to talk about it because we're not a history pot. We're we're an entertain we're a film show first that covers historical topics, not a historical topic yeah. thing about film, that's how we see the show. But just the insanity of like the war material, the the amount of mm-hmm. things the, scale you know, and the capability. aircraft that, mm-hmm. that the Allies were putting into the air in 1943 is just I can't comprehend it. Like it's it's incredible to me that. You can put that many aircraft in the air, that many men, and 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 the amount of aircrew and people that work to put them in the air. To me, just it's incredible, and to and, but and to the guys at the time, that's becoming normal as well. Mm. Like it's it's insane. It's and that's why I love history so much because you just you're just sitting there going, wow, this happened. This this is yeah. real. You know, is it? You know, it's. It's always
0: staggering staggering, what that's the word. What human is what humans are capable of mm. achieving, you know, mm. when there's a need for it.
1: Yeah, it and really. Sadly, really is.
0: like most often that need is driven by conflict. But yeah, you know. Um just before we actually dive into the our thoughts on the show, a bit of production side of things, this is the sure. third episode directed by Kari Fukunaga. Um he directed the previous two as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then we get a lot more of the um the onset visual virtual production, which we'll talk about later yes. on a little bit yes. i think and um noteworthy are the, the number of m2 brownings we see in this because it's a it's Heck one a of the, the main featured aspects within the raid of the the forts defending themselves um so i i, I saw a post by one of the armorers that worked on the uh the, the show from bapti uh he posted on his instagram and he said that they supplied 12 m2 brownings eight aircraft variant, variants, three heavy bra- uh, barrel variants, and one water-cooled, um, 50 M1 Garands, 10 M1 carbines, 10 1911s, 50 uh, K98Ks, 20 MP40s, 50 mosin Nagant rifles, 20 PPSH-41s, and various Volkstorm weapons. Wow. So he are yeah. just talking a little bit about all the, the various mm. things that Baptiste put into the show, and this is the show where we see most of those, you know, twelve Brownings. Oh yeah. In a lot of those shots. So I thought it was mm. worth mentioning that before we we no, kick yeah. off.
1: Yeah. Wow. And obviously, you know, mentioning what Baptie have supplied there gives you an insight into what might be coming up. Um. So you know, do stay tuned to Master of the Air to learn more about why some of those weapons are in there. Um. So, uh, they're flying over the target. It's a long old flight. It's about five hours there, and then mm. they're told. You're going down to Africa after um and they'll be they'll be they'll be waiting for you with cold beers and and all the you know a nice little welcome party and the, all the guys are sitting there going got to fly to Africa like yeah. okay you know they'll just sort of take to so find
0: out how far that would be and I don't know whether they actually mention it in the I don't think they do in the in the briefing scene because they 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 show the map and they show the mm. the flight to Regensburg and then straight down to algeria so I, I jumped on Google Maps did like a a measure distance just like as the uh, the the, the crow flies yeah and from Regensburg to uh tele i think that's how it's pronounced in algeria it's 1500 kilometers wow yeah
1: in a bomber that was wild isn't it mid-30s bomber it's insane it's insane to me like wow you know and and it happened which is even you know (laughs) it's even more crazy they did it um so um, I think the main thing for me is this episode, the, the scale and the detail of this raid mm. is is possibly one of the best to date, one of the best raid scenes I've seen in any modern recreation. Um, it's up there with the Raid and Appointment in London for scale. And obviously mm-hmm. what they're doing in what they're doing in nineteen fifty three of what they have is still to me remarkable and amazing. Um, it's one of the best parts of that movie. But you know, the whole of Raid appointment in London is fantastic. But the raid in that is very, very well done. But this is just every single penny, every single piece of press release you've read, everything in the trailers, you know, all the all that hyping that was doing it. This is what I think the Masters of the Air that was promised. I think this is what they wanted to show. But you're not going to do it in the first episode. Obviously, you're going to build to it. Yeah, and no, it's, just, absolutely
0: you mm. can feel that progression we get a little really bit of it in the first and second episodes and then this is really showing well again if you follow the hundreds they have this series of raids where it, it does become extremely costly for them yeah and the scale of these raids are huge Yeah, so it, the progression of it works in well for the plot in terms of it mm. ramps it ramps um just to, if the bit of background if you're not familiar with the Regensburg raid it's like the, the aim was to disperse german fighter coverage so they'd, yes. they'd have two groups one would go in and attack um the uh regensberg uh target and then the second would go after the ball bearing manufacturing plant um and that would hopefully disperse the, the fighter coverage and, and make it a little bit easier for the two groups to attack the various targets mm. and then they'd you know hoodwink the Luftwaffe by then flying south essentially rather than yeah. back the way they came, so there would they, be diversionary raids. You know, send up fighters up to like raids on top. yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd send fighters up waiting for them, and you know they'd be going the completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, in the in the show, it really nicely depicts the the issue with that. So like a whole. You know, about half of the raid was stuck on the ground because of weather issues because they're taking off from various different bases in the UK. Yep. So yep. you know, there's there's thick fog. And I really like the way that the tension and the delay does. Kind build. of builds. I thought yeah. the build up was really good.
1: I like that. It's good. And they're all sort of sitting in their bombers waiting and having talks yeah, and things. Passing and, the time in different yeah. ways. And the baby facing his crew talking about oh, there must be a cow. There's a there's a mm-hmm. cow on the where well, there's a cow on the on the uh, on the runway. What do we do? And then the big chap goes peanut butter peanut butter jelly and he's like I'll turn you a can of ground beef I just great yeah. line and and I love how it that crew it shows the youth of these lads mm, it does. It, they're like they're so young they're so naive they're so eager to do their bit and it's it's just so tragic what happens to Alice from Dallas I I it, yeah when I saw it first it was a couple of months ago now but I've seen it a few times since then but that that scene where he's trying to get Babyface out of the ball turret is just gut yeah. wrenching. It's, yeah, it really it, is. It, it's t- it's frantic. It's chock full of tension. You've you, you, you know, even down to the pressure of the of the inside of the ship as it's going down, and you've mm. got his, his 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 mate trying to help him, but he's been thrown across the around it like it, and The know, sound like of a, the, the the empty cartridge cases like rolling back right and forwards and, and, and things falling out of the falling down and stuff. It's just Oh, it's, it's an amazing tiny piece of carnage
0: in the air. It's a gr- with, with I mean, the whole sequence around is it. very good. I, it's beautiful. I, I like, don't I don't want to be too gushing, but I really, I was struck by it. The, the, mm. the aviation sort of sequences of of that raid of where they're trying to defend against the, yeah. the little flapper are, they're, they're really good. They really they're are. Just like,
1: they just so are. This is, and this is all of that, all of those CGI teams coming together.
0: Mm. Well, just, yeah, we talked about them all last week, didn't yeah. we? Um, and, and, and like making, a dozen different yeah. like, effects houses coming exactly. together to and they, put sequences just, together.
1: And they have this beautiful sequence where time slows and you see out of the cockpit yes. of Buck's plane and the carnage of Messerschmitt's buzzing around them and all the all the bombers firing back with their 15 or 13... Fifty caliber machine guns. It's it's just it's a visual like it's a treat. There's stuff going on it everywhere. Is.
0: Well, you got the, it's it's frenetic. So it it ramps and it builds. They they get they mm. get strafed, then they get tacked and then they're on their own. And then there's you know there's rockets coming in. There's there's fighters strafing them with machine gun fire. Yeah, and then you get that freneticness of the sequence. But then I thought that the this the the short bit where they slow it down from it's kind of like Crosby and Clevins yeah. point of view. So like they're looking out the cockpit. Oh, sorry. Out yeah, those.
1: that is their bomber.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That, well, it's, yeah, yeah, but it's all of them at that point. No, of course. Yeah. But they're looking out of they're looking out of that and it slows down, and you see like one thoughts like falling on itself. There's yeah. parachutes. There's rockets coming in. There's fighters going left and right. There's tracer fire everywhere. And then there's that guy, that one guy that kind of like no parachute, nothing, he just flies past the, the cockpit. And then you see it pan and he whips off the wing and gets decapitated.
1: Yeah. And that, and that for me is it's, it, it always, Master of the Air does this thing for me where it always finds a way, and all of, obviously written this in, but it finds a way to bring back the human cost of this. Yeah,
0: I, I always think of like the air war as being a relatively clean. Because it's machines fighting machines, it's machines but it's against people machines. inside the machines, and this is yeah. the first, well, almost the second. Because we talked last week about how you know that crew was consumed by fire in the explosion. Mm. That was the mm. very striking scene. In this one, we get a little bit more of that, like someone's leg gets blown off. Mm. Um, one of the one of um, in in Kurt's um, B seventeen, his co pilot's wounded, gets yeah. like his jaw shot away. Yeah, kind of thing. So it, you get much more of that, you know, bloody mm. physical side mm. of it. Yeah, talking visceral.
1: about it is very visceral, and it really grounds it in reality for the viewer. Um, I'm talking about Bidis. Unfortunately, if you've seen the episode, if you haven't, sorry, spoilers. If you're listening, um, he rides his luck too too much, and they finally he finally hits the deck in a ball of fire, and and perishes. And it's again, the show is showing the cost I, of I it. Really, yeah,
0: I I like, I like the way Barry Keegan kind of like sells that at the end where he's really he's trying to keep the nose up, but they clip through some trees and then he just has this moment of where it goes very quiet. And then he just goes, Oh God.
1: Yeah. No, he's a uh, died. He can't mm-hmm. come yeah. out of it's. Yeah. yeah
0: he's, he can't, yeah. He can't do anything about it.
1: I know. And equally as well. I mean, maybe they, obviously they couldn't have planned for it, but his, his star is shining so bright now to yeah. have him killed off. And I think
0: salt burn, et
1: It's going to be a very shocking. Unless you know the story of Biddis of himself um Biddick, sorry unless you know Biddick and his story it's going to be a shock to some i think and i and this is what the show does is it it grounds it in human cost and as we go along you will see more of that
0: the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation
1: um Hmm. you know it's not just it's again it's everything about being in that bomber is dangerous yet again and it shows you it and I it's it this as this episode just for me just cements the show as being something very good that we should be enjoying and appreciating for what it's trying to do yes it might not be getting everything 100% right for everybody yes last week the RAS stuff's gonna rankle with a lot of Brits and it has but the show is doing something more i'm trying i'm wording this badly but the show is trying to tell you something and this episode it all for me it all works it all falls into place um Mm. i'm gushing a lot sorry i really do love this episode i I, i'll talk about it in final thoughts more um but at at the end of the raid you even you get this amazing the tension doesn't stop so you've got bucks bucks aircraft is shot to bits you know they're having Mm. to feather feather their engines, they've got they injured. Throw everything overboard, overboard. throw everything overboard. That's a great scene with yeah, you see how fragile. Like the Baltor the gets
0: dropped out and his yeah, gun lovely. sights and the guns and mm. they drop almost everything out of there. And it's it's re- it's a really good um sequence. And as you say, it illustrates that lack of protection because yeah there's so many holes in the in the aircraft.
1: You see it when and... there's that beautiful shot of it finally gliding down and the sun glints through it and you yeah. get all the sunlight through the holes. And I'm like this is a machine full of people. Like, and it's taken yeah. this battering. It's, you How know, are you were alive. See, I, exactly. <laughs> when you see there's a, that famous photo of the Wellington that, that took a hammering, mm. and you think to yourself, people got up in that, went through absolute hell, and they came back, I, and the plane was still flyable. It's, I beg beggars' belief to me yeah, this I happens. It, it, it happened. It's, it's again, you know. Well, it, in reality, I found that
0: I found some figures. I, I hope they're correct, but. Twenty-four bombers were lost, and then more than sixty of the 120 survivors that landed in North Africa um, had suffered battle damage.
1: Wow, amazing! Mm. And in, in the show, they say um, you know eleven, eleven of Bucks 21 bombers return. Yeah, um, and that's fifty percent, fifty percent loss almost. Yeah, and and that and they they don't call them the bloody hundred for nothing. These t- these guys took a hammering. Um, but you know they were very brave lads for, for the, doing it.
0: For this episode, I I found a um a diagram illustrating all of the bailout points for the 13 yeah. crew or the Matt, 10 crew. Matt other. will
1: share that on the socials when this episode drops. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredibly
0: amazing. It shows like three possible routes for each person. Yeah. Um, or like the the order in which they would bail and that kind mm. of thing, and what what kind of um position they would get out of. And I I think you know just to get. back, back to the ball turret because we all we have to talk about babyface's death like his his only his only like way of getting out of the aircraft is out of the ball turret which he struggles to do and he can't do it so it locks isn't the the hatch yeah they like the hydraulics are are, like Mm. jammed or some such and his um his method of extra and Exit is, is basically out of a rear hatch on the left hand side of the uh, the fuselage, right? Um, which is just, just in front of the real the rear tail gunner's position. Mm-hmm. Um, and he definitely has like the the hardest egress method. Yeah. It's
1: just, well, when you look that, at this they? diagram, with it's incredible. Is, it's the most one of the most dangerous parts of being a B 17 crewman because absolutely, it's, yeah, you know, and then to see how well, easy I, it, it could be detached from the plane as well with the I know, yeah, just when a lever. The, yeah. when they dump the. I never knew that. The, the I, I never itself. knew they could be done that, that easily. Yeah. No. That's another thing about the detail. So um, just quickly touch on that. I mean, I talked about it earlier, but the, the, that that scene with Babyface is it's heart-wrenching. It's gut-wrenching. It really is. Because mm. there's nothing he can do. The desperation and then the guilt it, yeah. of having to mm. leave him as well. Mm. It comes up later on, actually. Um, yes. You don't just, you, you know, and obviously... We won't talk about that. His friend yeah. does land in Belgium. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode with the next time part, they do allude to more yeah. of them coming back to what happened in the plane. But it's it just it dealt with really well for me. And I there's no because you can't do it, because obviously you're in the air, you've seen a bomber go down. The guys in the bomber don't know what happened to their friend. They won't know that yet. No. So the the show doesn't dwell on it. A lesser writer would have had someone go, oh, Biddick, no you know like it they would have done something like that but this show understands that they've still got to get the bomber home and the Mm -hmm. the pilot and if is and the co-pilot is responsible for everyone in their bomber fortress getting home there's a they don't dwell uh, on
0: it no they don't there's this little sequence with cross um where he's trying to remember when a particular fort went down yeah and the 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 bombardier like turns to him like I don't think there's a navigator in the wing that was, like, keeping his log together at that point because everyone's on the guns.
1: Yeah, he's Um, like, just call it 11 o'clock.
0: Yeah. And and you can see Crosby's kind of like, I really want to get this down because it's important. Yeah. But you just, there's no way of knowing. Like, Mm. there's too much
1: going on. Mm. It shows how how hectic that is. So I think maybe we should Mm. quickly do a quick alley-tally and then we're into final thoughts. Pilot the Bombardier did you know you can join the Fighting On um, Film Patreon for as little as £2.50 per month, which includes a vote in the Patreon pick, exclusive podcast news, guest announcements, and a hell of a whole lot more. Now let's get this baby home.
0: I think for me this week, the coolest thing uh, out of the, the alley tally um, was quite possibly the, the, the bit where a guy's um, ch- like, cocking handle, charging handle on his 50s like, shot away and he grabs... It's 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 brilliant inclusion. Like the armor is cool. obviously gone. I've got something. I've got something for you. Grabs here. a cartridge yeah. case, like jams it into the broken off handle and uses it to
1: track the, the actual That's very Alley, that is all the definition really good. of Ali. Very, yeah. very Alley. Um no, I really enjoyed it. And there's little details in there that I noticed this week, like one of the co-pilots, I think it might be Buck's co-pilot,'s got this really nice, mm. like uh sort of paisley checkered scarf on. Oh it's yeah. A nice yeah. little bit of characterization there. Um Again, just this sheer amount of, we mentioned it earlier, but the sheer amount of 50 cows going off and just, just shows me again how finite of amount of time you've got to defend your bomber where, where you're firing. Um, I'll link it on the uh, Twitter, the X account. There's a amazing uh, waste gunnery uh, film made by Warner Brothers um, in 1943 mm. or 44, I think, voiced by, there's this character who's um, like, He's wearing like a sort of this mythical sort of turbany thing. And it's like, oh, firing like at a plane is like magic. You know, you've got to get it right. And the guy goes, actually, there's a voiceover. And it's like, actually, it's a lot more complicated than that because there's angles, there's everything else. And you've got this sort of like, not dumb, but this sort of like well meaning but eager cartoon waste gunner, voiced by Mel Blank, voice of Bugs Bunny, which is fantastic, yeah. um, sort of learning how to do waste gunnery. And it's, it, in that you see the the skill of doing it but then when you're in yeah. combat training how to lead and stuff yeah exactly but in in combat you've got this tiny little window and, and you maybe have like three or four seconds to lose oh, you, you,
0: you get a good feel of that I and mean, we talked about this like when we first watched the series in december there was a couple of sequences where we we're like they're really not leading a lot uh, mm. in in this and we we kind of debated whether that was intentional whether it was the you know the the gunner's not giving enough lead to an aircraft and missing, or whether it was mm. something where the FX team have, you know, they've kind of Keed put it. the plane mm. too too far forward for for not leading. I think it, I think it's that
1: human aspect. You can do all the training in the world, you can do all the gunnery on the ground, but what, there's nothing like the real thing. And once you've once you're in it, you know, I do think you would you might just lose, the lose hard first. It's, it's a real yeah, exactly. skill. It's, it's yeah. kind of you know if you've ever done mm. like
0: clay shooting or something like that. Mm. It, it has to be almost intuitive. Yeah. There's no you, you, it, everything is moving too quickly for you to calculate that with you know. Yeah, need to be like three plane plane lengths in front of that. But the brain kind of just calculates mm. you need to be this far ahead of the clay because I have never shot a plane down. No, with no, a big no. Cow, you, know? you could you
1: could you know, make a clay big enough to be <laughs> a plane. A, I guess yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it makes. But well, they, really they more... use,
0: they use clay shooting in both World War One yeah. and World War Two mm. to train fighter pilots and and gunners in lead you Mm. know just the you know the
1: concept of it Um, i'm writing a piece about about that for my new job actually gunnery bomber gunnery so look out for that when it drops Mm. um there's a there's a game that it makes me yearn to play again um from my youth called uh, b17 air gunner do you remember that one yeah i do it makes me want to play that (laughs) i just it's just so interesting Uh, bomber bomber gunnery is just really interesting to me um but yeah i've also got Um just the amount of battering these these P17s can take and still be in the air. Like it's it just staggers me. You know, and then obviously from the show, you've gone away, done my own little bits of Bobs and pictures and research. It's just I just I say every week. I'm gonna say every week, I can't fathom how these things came back. Like it's no, I know it's incredible. It's just really it's just incredible. And no, some great, if you're a fan of like, you know. 50 cal's going off this this episode's for you it really is yeah um, this this is kind of the pinnacle of 50 cal action yeah i think it is
0: show isn't it i think it is for me the other thing that stood out in terms of you know ali was um the the german use of rockets like there's a yeah, couple of sequences where, see. where the guys like shout there's rockets coming in and you see them zip in. and we saw them in the trailer and there's lots of debate about them because they look like they were almost guided um
1: like you know, I did bomb. a bit of
0: research. Yeah. yeah, the Fritz bomb and all. That. I did a bit of research and like it could have been like a a, a X4. They came in in 44, however, and they okay. they were really interesting. They kind of they were almost like um like tracked vibration. Once they got near to a vibration, oh, they'd wow. detonate. It's kind of cool.
1: But it wouldn't there for everyone.
0: Right, exactly. Or they could have been <laughs> um R4Ms, but they came in in 44. So, I guess in this raid, which is I think late summer 43 yeah um the more likely to be something like a br21 which is just a rocket that that was fired um yeah. but super interesting inclusion mm. because it's again air-to-air rocketry is not something you think about
1: and i always think usually. the Luftwaffe are short-changed anyway in media um but uh, it's nice to see them include it which is nice um mm. yeah so moving on to final thoughts this week for episode three of masters of the air do you want to go first? Because I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna gush away in a minute. Do you want to go are first? You? Yeah, I really am. Um we're gonna be accused of being shills at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> if you like something, so, you like it, you can't help it. I know. We said know. at the start, folks, it's subjective. These are our yeah, opinions. It is. And if you we're disagree, not, not, not being paid fine. to do this. You no, know, of so it's not no no
0: no. Um for me, I, it, this feels like the center point of the series, you know, having watched all of it. Um and I know it's only episode three, but this feels like it's on a real sort of upward trajectory. And it's yeah. a, a bit of a turning point, bit of a, bit of a centerpiece for the show. And it's kind of the longest aerial, sequ- longest continuous aerial sequence we get yeah. within the show. Yeah. I would yeah. say there are, there's plenty more to come. But oh, there is like tons more. There's tons. tons this to is the, yeah. the one episode that really focuses in almost entirely on a raid um, from start to finish. Um, and I, I found, I, it's not really a final thought, but I found a quote from someone that was part of the raid um, in reality. Oh, wow. Um, it's a hell of a quote from a surviving airman. I learned firsthand that a person can come to terms with the fact of their own death without panicking. Yeah. That's the experience of someone that was on the raid. Um,
1: that's highly reflected in the episode, I think, as
0: well. And it, yeah, that's what I thought. And I mm. you, you kind of get that. I, I really liked, actually, some of the sequences with Cleven where he's holding that crew together and he's like, no, we're not going to bail out. We're going to see this through. Yeah. And, you know, he manages to get it all Buck, the, way sorry. the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cleven. Cleven. Sorry. Yeah. The Buck and Bucky. It confu- I get confused every week. Yeah, yeah. So um, Austin Butler's character. Yes, that's it. Yeah. He he does. He, 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 uh, Butler in this episode's so good. Like, I hope he gets all his flowers for this. Cause as I mentioned, I'm going into it. I hadn't seen him in a lot. But now I'm a I'm a Butler stan. We stand for Butler. He's he's great. He really, really is. So I'll I'll say I genuinely think, and I've said it to a few others um who've been chatting to about this, I think it's possibly the best hour of television I've seen in the last five years. Yeah, you did say that on first watch as well, actually. Yeah. And that was my that was my gut reaction, and I still believe yeah. it now. And I've seen this. I've watched this episode maybe three four times because I love it so much. I think it's. I'd a love to see this on a big screen, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I got the screener app to work on my smart telly, so I watched it on my big yeah. forty inch. I'd like TV. to see it on like an actual you know, big screen. It, it still floors me. It's. I'd love to see this on IMAX. It's just. It oh, mm-hmm. would be incredible. It's. It's just. As I said earlier, everything about what we learned about Masters of the Air going in, what we had like any pre lots of conceptions in my brain of these great massive scale raids just it comes this is the episode for it like the scale floored me the 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 way they deal with the the crashing and the deaths is just so well done i think it's quite respectful and it's it doesn't dwell on things there's no cliche that i could feel you at the end of the show you get some good foreshadowing with with bucky and buck where he's like look we're going to get through this and um but goes sure, yeah, okay, and you can see the toll on him. You can see the toll on on the captain, that that it has, the pilot that it really ha- This has weathered him. This has changed him as a person. Th- this whole experience and it, going forward now, that's a great piece of grounding for the characters. Everyone now has been that they've been, um, they've had their trial by fire. So they they know yeah. now going forward this is this is what it's going to be like. You know, if the scrub raid was one thing. And the raid over the U-boat pens was was another. This is the, the high. This is like the high watermark for going forwards. And I just think it's, I just think it's great. And as I've written down here in my notes, this is the episode that I hope turns people onto it that may have had issues with episode one and two. I really hope this is the episode that people get behind and go, actually, I, I get it now. I hope I really do because I I, I just. I'm going to bang on about it all year, essentially. If someone mentions Master of the Air to me, I'm going to be like, what do you think of episode three? Please tell me you thought it was fantastic. And, and if you don't agree with me, that's absolutely fine. But it's, I just, something in me just was ignited with this one. Mm. I just, I think it's fantastic. You know, it's just, I think it's a masterpiece. I really do. Well, there you <laughs> like, go. I can't, I, I can't give it enough flowers. I, I, I know I'm probably going to annoy someone by just constantly like, singing its praises and not not picking out anything negative i can't like i just can't <laughs> like it's i just think it's fantastic um uh, again i really hope people like this episode because it you know ev- everything about it was fucking great
0: well we'll see <laughs> next week we'll do another one word review um for sure. episode three and we'll see what the reaction for everyone else was It'd be really interesting to to find out and yeah i, I enjoyed it too i mean I don't want to shill too hard because Rob's already done that, but um, but I will reiterate that we aren't being paid. Oh, my my by Apple TV
1: Apple. money, my my checks just come. No, no, I'm <laughs> joking.
0: No, not at all. No, 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 no. Um, um, Rob, Rob is recording this from a brand new iMac. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I know, right? No, but I, I, I agree. It is. I when you what you were a couple of episodes ahead of me because you were like. Yes, we got the screen and I I'm it right now. I charged ahead; I couldn't
1: help myself. You did,
0: and like you were like, "This is the best ep- This is the best hour of TV I've watched in years." And I was like, "Okay, cool, rail. I look forward to that." Um, finally caught up with him, and I was like, "Okay." I was talking
1: yeah. to We F Wages Al Murray about it as well. I said the same thing. <laughs> I couldn't help it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that rounds us out for this week. I think it and, does, and we'll be back again next week when the next episode of Masters of the Air drops with our thoughts uh, immediately as the show drops. Um, Hope you guys are enjoying this sort of mini series as we follow along with Apple's new show.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah. And do stick around um, for the regular Wednesday episodes of uh, Fighting on Film because um, hot on the heels um, of us recording this episode, we will have talked to and interviewed Dale Dye, um, the legendary... Uh, military advisor, about his work on the show, and that's going out as a special on Wednesday. So we will be out by the time you listen to episode four. So please do join us again for that one. And if you're listening out of sequence, go and listen to it. It's there now. Look, it's there in your pod, Apple podcast thing. Hit play, hit play now. Or any other podcast platform that you're on. Yeah, other podcast platforms are available. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks for joining us for these special Masters of the Air reviews. Hope you're enjoying it just as much as we are. And uh, do follow us on the socials. Drop us a review, drop us a comment, let us know what you think. We'll catch you again next time for another Masters of the Air review. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.